Good evening, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and today has been a really interesting day for me. Okay, so I'm going to start. I ended up getting up at like 6 o'clock this morning for an 8 o'clock hair appointment and Reiki session, right? So, this has been, I don't know if I would say the highlight of my day, but it's definitely been one of many interesting factors and I don't know if you know what Reiki healing is but to me if I had to describe it to somebody that doesn't know what it is I would consider it a form of like energetic cleansing or you know something to that effect and so this is my first time giving this a try um it's something I'd actually thought about doing probably about a year or two ago and never got the contact information for uh, someone in the area that I was in okay and so I went today it was really interesting experience um, I would kind of say that it's some it's similar to meditation but different so um, I don't know how to elaborate on that really further, um, so I'm not really going to try. But um, I did feel a little bit different from the experience, or walking away from it, but I think it was um, like there were a couple of areas on my body where I had different sensations uh, during it, the session, and um, the person that performed this um, had expressed what they saw during the session you know asked a couple of questions like you know if I had seen anything or um, which yes I did but the images that I got in my head were primarily abstract so I couldn't really say like yes I saw this Oh, so that was kind of difficult to elaborate on because abstract, you know, flashes, it's really, yeah, hard to pinpoint, but so I was told, they told me what they saw while performing this at the end of the session and I basically have my takeaways on that. And so what they saw was a lock and then like a lock like it sounded like from the description I got like one of the ones that's like embedded in a locker like in like a high school locker or something to that effect and then a volcano and so how I'm seeing this is it's almost to me kind of expressing um, how I a couple of different things one of them would be basically how I relate to others because I can be very closed off and walled up you know I could on guard you know like I I have a really hard time letting my guard down like even if I'm telling somebody something that's you know extremely traumatic overwhelming or whatever 
I have a really difficult time opening up in the context of um, vulnerability, you know, like authentic vulnerability, you know, allowing those emotions to um, surface in the moment, pretty much outside of anger, like anger, though, more often than not is a secondary emotion, something I've learned. And so I feel like to some degree, one of the takeaways is that this is an analogy for how I, um, how I relate emotionally to others. Um, another one of the takeaways too, is that this could also be, um, not necessarily just how I relate to them, but, um, specifically like how I interact with others you know, or, um, how I deal with my own emotions, you know, because I do have, like, I do have a tendency to, like, I guess I would say, for lack of a better term, like, shut that shit down. Like, if, if I have feelings that aren't serving me, I can, like, you know what I mean? Like, I can muster up the willpower to like, okay, we're just going to keep going. You know, obviously like I, like, it, I don't know if I would say it's a strength or weakness, probably a little bit of both, but then, you know, after doing that, the obvious outcome is explosion, which is a really beautiful synopsis of like 2019 through, you know, like late 2021, early 2022 for me. Um, so it's just that time frame is a more extreme version of that, you know, and at the same time, I really don't know what it is that I need to do to overcome this as an established behavior pattern. Because, um, while I will say, I think this is something that I am working on at the same time, you know, based on my recent, um, encounters, I also wonder how clear am I being with, you know, like these feelings that I have when I have them, um, you know, how concise is the message behind those feelings when I'm communicating them? Um, I can tell you, to me, it is very clear and it is very concise, but clearly, I know, like repetition here, I am not the target audience for what I am saying, so obviously I communicate in a way that I understand and until I get to a point where I can understand some how where I can understand somebody else's um, pattern of linguistics you know what I mean like their comprehension of linguistics and everything and interpretation and whatever then I don't know if that message is legitimately being received and 
I'm not gonna lie, I feel like, you know, either it's not being received or it's not being valued just based on, you know, some of the interactions that I've had with the opposite sex and hell, for all I know, maybe this is an analogy for my fucking relationships, you know, as well, that, um, you know, I, you know, keep, that I'm cool until I'm not cool, you know, and that could very well be, but in, like, in my mind, in looking at things through my own perception, I am communicating clearly in, in these circumstances, mind you, and, um, rather than allowing things to continue that are negatively impactful to me, I walk away. Like, I don't want to get to that point of, you know, feeling like I have to negate myself just to keep someone else in my life. And then, you know, obviously let things escalate into an explosive circumstance because I lived that, you know, for a very long time. And now I'm not saying things were always explosive with me and my ex, but I will say there were certain circumstances that seemed to come up in a living environment that got very um, tense because, you know, our, our communication styles are very different, right? And like, honestly, this is one of those things that I actually like, and this is a mind fucking in and of itself, okay? Like, I actually received apologies from my ex for pretty much 95% of the issues I had contained within the parameters of our marriage after our divorce was finalized. And I received those apologies because after getting on estrogen, my former spouse was a lot more empathetic to my point of view. Like, it was a, a point of view that they really, literally, according to them, did not understand, you know, while they were, you know, under the spell of whatever their normal levels of testosterone were. And after, you know, getting on testosterone blockers and estrogen for this transition, things changed. So, um, and some of the things that did change was, um, ba a multitude of different things that just made me very discomforted, um, uh, in the day-to-day -day basis for like 15 fucking years, you know, from the temperature of the house to the way we communicated to the way we didn't work well together. And I just... I cannot elaborate on the fuckery that was attached to that, you know? Like, it is really fucked up. Like, really, really, really fucked up 
to have somebody apologize to you for you know like every single thing that made you feel uncomfortable <laughs> on like a consistent basis you know after contributing to that for like mm, a decade and a half um, and suffice it to say well on one hand it is nice to have an apology at the end of the day like you can't unring that bell and something that I've experienced in both of my marriages has been having a case of what I would refer to as too little too late and so you know like when I finally got to the point that I just couldn't fucking do it anymore you know it's too little too late you know like and this is something I think a lot of people don't seem to understand is that you don't always get second chances in life like it's really important to make use of the time that you have because it's not always going to be there tomorrow and while I am trying to embody this in my day to day I would say that there are some areas where I'm falling short you know um, like I probably really would need to sit down and like crack myself open to determine so if I was going to die tomorrow what would I do today you know like seriously serious question like what's important if like if tomorrow never comes what's important today like really what's important today and it seems like it's really heavy and it is really heavy to kind of be in that mind space but sometimes it's necessary you know and I, I think that's one of the things that for for my own mental space it um, has helped me to let go of a lot of things that used to be more important to me you know superficial things that it just don't fucking matter at the end of the day you know or learning like also kind of a thought in like learning how to be better with other people which granted I don't engage with the same people and so like I don't know the people that I engage with now as well as the ones that I was you know in my previous location and like I haven't been around my family with any consistency like for like almost 25 years you know I mean I was kind of close to my dad but at the same time not really um, it seems to me that like be like so that's another thing that happened today right so that's where this can tie in um, so I ended up spending some time with my dad and I guess what I would say like I don't I don't know how to communicate with him in a way that I think he will understand and if I were to be honest like I don't feel like he ever would like I don't know like maybe he has the self-awareness and it's just news to me like I don't think so though um, because the generalized impression that I'm getting like and I I don't know how to fix this or if I even can or if it's worth trying to but I feel like there isn't room for me 
in our relationship with my dad because he is so conversation dominant and like it's because he is the way he is there's no room for anybody else there's only room for him and um I find it very challenging um, and exhausting to engage in any capacity with him and I think the part of me that's basically sticking my fingers on all these fucking wounds of shit that I never processed when I was a kid um, that I've just been like fucking holding on to letting impact you know all of my behavior patterns and whatever like the part of me that's going through all of this fuckery um that you know that that inner like that inner child basically is sad because um i like i don't think i can ever have an authentic relationship with my father like in any context or capacity because i don't think he has the awareness or depth for it and at the same time like I, I touched on a little bit like a very little bit when I was around him today because he was talking about um, things that one of my brothers remembers just like I can't remember the specific thing that brought the conversation on but like I have a brother that has he remembers a lot of stuff right and uh, my response was like yeah I don't remember that and I I had to throw out the reminder, like, hey, just a friendly reminder, I did, I, I did recreational drugs when I was a teenager, and I hit my head really hard when I was, like, nine, so, you know, I, I did express to him a lot of my formative memories that have stuck with me really are cemented around the same time that he was in another country and my mom was working third shift, and so I think that for me like my perception is skewed because a lot of you know what I mean like the memories that haven't been knocked loose or like I don't know whatever like aren't like what I would assume would be more positive memories of childhood or the things that I don't have within reach and so I don't think he ever really got that <laughs> like to be fair I don't think I ever really got that until you know like that's something that I've actually been able to put my finger on and like understand the detailings of that in the recent years like it's not been like a conscious thought up until you know sticking my fingers in the fuckery that is my life and trying to figure it out and so like I think at some point or another I must have wanted my mom or my dad's approval like as a child and even in some degree I'm sure as an adult like like I've wanted to feel as though I am important to my parents but I like I think the thing that I have to come to terms with is that 
like and maybe it's just a matter of like I need to process it and I've processed it with my mom because I you know what I mean I've dealt with a lot of that um disappointment on a more consistent and frequent basis and yeah but the thing with my dad like I don't think I've ever really processed any of this shit you know from like um him fucking going overseas to another country to you know leaving and then fucking basically evicting us and being like you know what I mean so basically not fucking being there you know for even when he was there not being there and so like I think what like cause I don't like I don't know if I ever really felt my feelings from all of that because at the end of the day while all that shit was happening, that's when my, you know, like, that's when my mom was, like, we'd basically been uprooted. My mom was fucking suicidal, and me and my other two of my three siblings were living, you know what I mean, with our uncle. And, like, my mother's emotions are so, you know what I mean, like, and maybe that's, like, the theme, like, it was both. it's not just mom it's not just dad it's both of them it's just I've come to terms with it more with mom because I've dealt with it more with mom um you know I've had my fucking I've had my mental breakdown pertaining to you know not feeling like I'm good enough for my mother more recently whereas you know I've not really had to come to terms with these feelings pertaining to my father yet and so now they're rearing their ugly head and that's kind of what I'm sitting in is this understanding that like I don't think it's that I will or won't be good enough for him because like he I think the challenge that I face and I've actually had this conversation with at least one of my siblings before possibly more is that the quality like the qualities that are seemingly my dad's best qualities are the ones that I don't get to see you know because like I don't fucking have kids so I don't get to see my dad as a grandpa you know what I mean like I, I don't get to appreciate and value um the positive qualities that he's bringing to the table due to my life circumstances and my life choices because he seems to be you know really devoted to this whole grandpa bit and very helpful to you know my sister and my brother you know at a time in which they need that additional support you know and they're raising their families and so like that's cool that you get this experience and all but I'm like mm, you know eh. like yeah like I mean I know this sounds fucked up like, I know my parents are broken people, but I don't think, I don't have the bandwidth to deal with that um, kind of personality anymore, you know, like. I don't have the bandwidth to deal with that level of self-centered interactions anymore like and like in any capacity like I, I don't have the fucking bandwidth to deal with you know people when it's convenient for them you know when they want something from me like I don't have the bandwidth to deal with 
people that only want to be in the company of others to fucking yank their own chain and toot their own horn and just fill the fucking air with noise. You know? Like, I would much rather sit in uncomfortable silence with somebody than to fucking just deal with the barrage of sound where it's not engaging. It's just fucking listening to somebody talk about things that just don't fucking matter. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, like, I guess I feel like when you're having a conversation with somebody, like a legitimate conversation, even if it's a surface value, you know, surface level, whatever, like, there's back and forth, you know, within the dialogue that needs to happen. And without that reciprocity, it's just, like, Ugh. Ugh. I don't know. It's, it's a challenge. And so that's why I'm in this little bubble that I'm in right now. <laughs> and I've been in. And I'm probably going to stay in. But now I have to process all of these feelings. You know, now I have to let myself feel... Um, disappointed you know I have to you know what I mean I, I have to get to the next step I have to go through this hurdle to get to the next one and so like somewhere I gotta mourn the father that I never had because this is what I've got it's the same as what I've always had and it is what it is you know like i I feel like I've already been through this process with my mother. Now it's his turn. Yay. So that's where we are emotionally. And I feel like that's what this Reiki had, like the, the Reiki coupled with hanging out with my dad has kind of brought this up to the surface. So yeah. And on that note, I think I'm going to sign off for the night. So everybody have a great night. And as always, be well. <laughs>